It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Player Profiler Faithful, it's Matty Kiwum. Welcome to the latest episode of The Game Plan. Today, we are talking specifically to all those 2-2, and 1-3, and three, maybe even 0-4 teams, the teams that need to turn things around now or they're about to play the rest of the season from Halloween on as the bottom dwellers of their league. So we're going to help you target some players, some guys that are worth trading for that can help you win now and turn the entire season around. So ladies and gents, get out your pens and your pads and let's get to work so we can start getting those week five, six and seven dubs planners. Today I am joined by a very, very extremely special guest he is my fellow trade god brethren he is the morning man the host of wake and take each and every morning at 10 a.m here on the player profiler network my co-host on trade gods the maestro of the player profiler social media i'm talking about jason Allwine. what up jay how's it going man always always happy to be doing a show with you maddie always yeah Listen, it's like, so now that the Trade Gods is every other week, you know, we're happily alternating with Dynasty Roundtable, you know, Seth and Matt, we love those guys, so we love sharing the time slot, but it's like, they can't keep us apart, Jay, they just can't, you know, whether it's either, you know, we're doing articles together, we're going to get those videos out there together, we're doing overtime sessions when it's not our week, we're making sure that we link up, so I am happy to have you here on the game plan, getting everyone ready for week five, right? So we got the bargain bin. Uh, We're going to go deep diving to help you get those wins in week five. Those guys who are rostered in 50% or less of leagues, as you can add or maybe even make a small trade for last minute to help you get the dubs. But before we do that, we're going to talk about trades. Of course, we're going to talk about trades, Jason. Of course. Oh, yeah. Trades. Of course. I mean, with, with the trade gods, what are we going to do? A show about yeah. the game plan, how to help people win actual fantasy matchups and not talk trade? Of yeah. course we're talking trade. We have to. Uh, but these these trades, uh, these players in these trades are going to be very specific. Specific to teams that need to win. Not long-term, but now. 
So we're talking mostly redraft tonight. I know trade gods is a lot of dynasty, uh, you know, viewpoints. Tonight we're gonna kind of dial in on some redraft trades, trades to help those zero and four, one and three teams, uh, you know, to to just get someone on board that's going to dominate in the short term. Someone that's going to help them get wins, so that their whole season isn't just a complete misery. They can get back on track, get those playoff aspirations back on the table, all that good stuff. Uh, but before we hop into the very first player, let's hear about Rival Fantasy. This episode is brought to you by Rival Fantasy. Rival Fantasy, the coolest fantasy platform not enough people know about, but they will once I'm done, baby, because they're always innovating. They just rolled out seasonal leagues. We set them up for patrons, for our listeners, and they funded over $1,000 in payouts. That's what Rival's all about. They're always innovating. They already had the fantasy book where you can take overs and unders, stack them up, multiply your payout, but then they added challenges so you can set your own lines and put them out there for the community and then you can browse the community's lines and say hey this guy's crazy i'm gonna take the other side it's cool and they have fantasy bingo rival fantasy is reminding me how much fun i can have with fantasy football and use that promo code player the promo code is player they give you a 100 instant deposit match plus 25 plus a free play that promo code is player for up to 125 in deposit bonus and a free play you can't beat it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Got your happy price, Priceline. We're here, the game play. Maddie Kuhn joined by my special guest, Jason Allwine. We're going to talk about some trades to get you back in it to right the ship. So, Jason, give us, uh, give me, give our listeners your first player here that they can target to try to right the ship. Yeah, and I might give a little bit of a lump here. I might, I might lump it because I'm thinking of a nice little segue, yeah, and that's that. This is very apt. I was very surprised to see that we'd be running a rival ad because your boy is none other than 0-4 in his rival listener <laughs> league. <laughs> oh, what what do you have on the squad? Uh, so this is what I'll talk about. This is why I'm lumping it. On this squad, okay. I'm, I'm intentionally 0-4, essentially. I drafted okay. Jonathan Taylor. I drafted Cooper Cup. I drafted Jamison Williams. I went all in on these players. I'm hoping they can bring me forward. And those are the players I would be looking to buy as well. And I know as I kind of thought about it, as I put these players down, I've got one more I'll throw into here. A lot of the people that have these people will be 0-4. So it's going to be you know hard to trade for them. But if you don't, double down because the other person in your league that's 0-4 likely has these people and is looking for a change. And what better way to try to turn your season around than to bet on some superstars that haven't played yet? That's fair. Right? Yeah. I mean, like, and and to a second degree, bet on a superstar or two, maybe if, if you're feeling if you're feeling frisky, that <laughs> hasn't played well yet. And that is Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. I'm throwing into here who again, you might be 0-4 because you have Joe Burrow. And I know we're kind of thinking, you know, you really got to turn it around quickly. But I do think Joe Burrow will turn it around quickly. It's Joe Burrow we're talking about. It's Joe Cool. 
And he's one of he not only cool. the most level-headed quarterbacks, but just one of the best quarterbacks in the league with some of the best weapons in the league. And I saw an interview today, talked about on the wake and take, he did admit that he re-injured his calf. And that's what he's playing through. And he says he's feeling better. He said he's got some confidence back and he feels like he's getting healthy. And if it's just a health thing, which sounding like it is, it's only going to get better from here. I've never heard of a time that you can trade for Joe Burrow. So I'm doing it. And then I'm lumping in all those other people that haven't played yet. And maybe even like going so far as like Darren Waller, another just superstar with tons of potential that someone's sour on, right? If you're already 0-4, what do you have to lose than to just bet on a player that has a ton of potential that maybe isn't that expensive anymore because they've either started poorly or hasn't played? And if you are, you know, one and three, oh, and four, you're not really excited about your roster. I think right. we could safely right. say so. Even if you churn it over, you know, half of it, more than half of it, you're yep. probably okay with that. So, yep. so basically, your principle, let's call it, let's put a little bow on just the principle of it yep. is like in redraft leagues where you're not really thinking about the future, you're just trying to win now. If you find yourself in a bit of a hole, trade for the roster you wish you had a month ago. Yeah. Screw it. Double down. Double, yeah. If you if you were, you know, the the, the team that you mentioned on the, in your rival listener league, you own four because you drafted players who weren't playing. You were playing the approach of the Patriots when Brady was suspended for four games. They were just yeah. like, we don't care. We'll figure it out. <laughs> but they ended up three and one in that stretch yeah. of your own four. So I imagine that when the team was being selected, you were thinking to yourself, if I come out of this two and two, even three yeah. and one. And my last two, yeah, and the last two I lost by like five combined points between the last two weeks. So it's been it's been sour. It was razor. It was razor thin. Yeah, yeah. But the principle stands that if you're in redraft league, like don't be afraid to flip it. And uh, I I love that rule, Jay, because I I think that in redraft, uh, you know, if you play dynasty and redraft, sometimes it's so hard to compartmentalize the strategies of the two. Because mm-hmm. dynasty, you're always thinking value. Everything has to have a sprinkle, sprinkle of the future and what this could mean six months, a year, yep. six years ahead yep. of time. Where redraft, you can play YOLO and it'd be okay. I can something comes to mind a few years ago in my family league. Uh, it was like me and one of my you know closer, the one of the other members of the league that I'm closest with. We were out to dinner and we were talking, and they were like floundering and i was floundering and we were just like all right and we ended up making this massive trade like cd lamb and Diggs and pits and uh jonathan it was basically a team swap so much so that we even agreed to switch to each other's team names (laughs) but i ended up winning that year so i say all that to say that sometimes a huge shakeup in redraft you, what do you got to lose? We are, we're not even trick-or-treating, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. You don't want to be out of it already. Make no. these Go after Joe Burrow. Yeah, because listen, Joe Burrow is the reason that your league mate is pivoting to C.J. Stroud, pivoting to Anthony Richardson. But if you're 0-4, well, you're 1-3. Hell, if you're 2-2 two two, but on the, the bad side of the muck, go ahead and get a guy like Joe Burrow. That's a guy that, uh, you know, if he writes the ship, he could write the ship for you too. In fantasy. So I love that call for Joe Burrow, and I love the call to don't be afraid to just go crazy, shake it up, go trade for the guys who haven't played yet, go get trade for the guys who are suspended or hurt that are coming back, the superstars that if you had had a month ago, you'd be like, look at my team. 
yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, listen to my team. I got Waller. I got Cup. I got Taylor. And you'd be like, I'd be like, damn, that's pretty good. But then all of a sudden, you know, pup, <laughs> yeah. IR, slump. It's yep. like, oh, these guys suck. So I, I, love, I love that strategy. Me, I'm going to look ahead for the next four weeks. So what I'm going to talk about is uh, just a quick little model that I put together called the SOS grade, which is literally just strength of schedule over the next month. And I'm going to be looking at players that grade wellness. This is using PFFs, uh, defensive metrics, uh, coverage, tackle, uh, pass rush, overall defense, using those metrics to combine to have a score for the upcoming schedule. So that's what I'm going to refer to a lot. So if you hear SOS, that's what I mean is just the next four weeks. So I'm going to talk about this a lot. The first guy that I think that people should go out and try to buy is someone that whose market value is going to be up right now. He's coming off the best game of his season, um, a game in which, uh, what was it, 450% more of people watched because it involved Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. I'm talking about Isaiah Pacheco, who went bonkers uh, over the weekend. But I think your league mate might be thinking to themselves, oh, let me cash in on a guy who's been a perennial RB2. And I think that if you need to get yourself out of a hole, you should be willing to pay the price. Um, if you have a Jonathan Taylor and you're just like, it's this is redraft. This is not see dynasty. If you have a Jonathan Taylor, you're like, give me Pacheco and a throw-in, a backup tight end, whatever, a defense, a kicker if you're in a casual league. Something that just inflates it because I think right now over the next four weeks, Isaiah Pacheco is ready to go crazy. 24.8 points last week against the Jets. But here's the thing. What's the matchup, Jason, that we want our running backs against every single week? Denver? It's Denver. It's Denver. Two times over the next four weeks, Kansas City plays Denver. Nice. Nice. This week, uh, they play Minnesota in Minnesota. I and we're I'm, we're going to be talking about that matchup when we get into the bargain bin. But yeah. I believe that the matchup you were going to, if you need anything, desperation, any type of, I'm I, I am getting screwed by bye weeks. I need someone in my flex. Anything like that. Yeah, you're going to want to look to see if Minnesota's at home, and you're going to want to just attack wherever you can in that game. I just think if Minnesota at home is going to be the recipe for bonanzas. You're going to have a, a good offense in Minnesota and a team that doesn't quit. Kirk Cousins plays almost the same whether it's 0-0 or 38-0, and he's losing. He just plays the same, so he always pushes it. So if Pat Mahomes this Saturday goes up 21-3, you might blink and it's tw- you know 20-21. Kirk Cousins will push the pace. So yeah. I think all games attack overs uh, at Minnesota. And, and so that's the game that Pacheco gets this week. And then yeah. in – uh, you know, week seven, the one game that we haven't talked about, it's the Chargers. Chargers have not been good against the run. Nice. Right yeah. now, in terms of this SOS grade, he has a 53.2. That is by far the easiest. Uh, he's part of the easiest schedule over the next four weeks uh, in terms of the totality of the opposing defenses. So Isaiah Pacheco, if you can buy Pacheco, and even if you have to push it a little bit, pay 110%. If you yeah. need to get yourselves out of the fantasy gutter, Pacheco's a guy. I was on the Dynasty Roundtable last night with Seth uh, and Cody, and I my bold prediction. You know how on the Dynasty Roundtable they always want they always want your bold prediction at the end. My bold yeah. prediction was Isaiah Pacheco is going to be running back five over the next four weeks. So I am all in on Pacheco for the next four weeks. So if you need to get somebody, get Pacheco. Jason, what's another guy they can go ahead and, and try to pick up and, and win some games in the now? Yeah, and as we kind of as my last time as we kind of hinted at burning down your roster. You might have to do it for this player, but I think it's worth it, and that's Bijan Robinson. Uh, right now, he hasn't scored many touchdowns, only the one in week one, but he's still seeing an over 70% opportunity share. 
And with that, he has the third most rush yards. I mean, it, it's I'm, and the receiving yards are there as well. He's been playing exceptionally well, and the touchdowns will begin to come. I am trying to buy. I would send if I'm 0 and 4, right? If I'm 1 and 3, I don't even care about my players at this point. I am just pissed off. I will go send whatever it takes to get Bijan Robinson and build around him because I do firmly believe that he will finish this year as the RB1 overall. Uh, it's it's only the beginning now, but it, it, as we've already seen, some insane jukes, insane runs, insane catches. It is just every single week something new that he is flashing, and I this season is just going to be really special for him. Did you see uh, him snatch that soul in Andy's room on Sunday? Uh, the the juke with, with uh, where he sent um, uh, Co- Cody uh, or uh, Chad Muma. Muma, the, that's the name. Yeah. I'm saying, did you watch it in, in Andy's room uh, on the Toy Story version? Oh, no, I didn't see the, I didn't <laughs> see Sunday the Fun Day Disney Plus. No, I didn't see the Toy Story version. Is it good? Uh, no, it's horrible. It was absolutely terrible, to be honest. <laughs> um, uh, if my kids, I, I'm glad I didn't hype it because I don't know if they would have been super enticed by it. Uh, I got yeah. young children, so I don't know if they would be excited. Uh, uh, but I do know some people that they're older kids, you know, five, six, seven year olds. Loved it. So nice. I'm all for it. Nickelodeon, Disney, you want to get our kids. If you can help me get my kids to sit down with me and watch football at 930 on a Sunday morning, <laughs> sign me the F up. So uh, I love that. But Bijan, great call. Bijan is special. Uh, yeah. You know, talking to Cody about Bijan Robinson, his biggest takeaway a month in is that Bijan is now, he's the comp. You know how, like, when we're breaking down prospects, it's always like he could be, uh, you know, if he reaches 99th percentile, he's Saquon, he's yeah. Todd Gurley, he's this guy. Bijan is now one of those classes where it's like Bijan. Yeah. And so he's that special. And you're saying that you're willing to trade, you might have to trade your best two players, your yeah. best, your two highest drafted. Best is a relative term if you're 0 4, 1 and 3. They're not really right. Exactly. Exactly. But <laughs> you're saying that. Whatever Three, they are. Whatever. The whole roster. If your roster is just Bijan Robinson and then you're rolling out Jawan Jennings, Jimmy Garoppolo, <laughs> uh, Hayden Hurst, um, Matt Breda, yeah, yeah. Okay, Alexander okay. the Knight in like six weeks. Um, you know, like you, you just have fun the rest of the way and you're just looking at Bijan Robinson and smiling every Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> so, so what we're saying here is <laughs> – Trade your roster for Bijan Robinson and then tune into the game plan every single Saturday and ride in the bargain bin as we bring you the cheap options to build around Bijan. Go full NBA. We're going to call this the NBA yes. build, where it's just sell your soul for the superstar yeah. and get a whole bunch of mid level exceptions to fill out your roster and your bench. So, I'm, I'm what do you have to lose? Literally, what do you have to lose? I mean, listen, if you're already losing, you have nothing left to lose in redraft. So, go get Bijan. And then go and dominate and dominate your league, or at least have fun watching Bijan <laughs> snatch the souls of opposing linebackers because that'll always be fun. Uh, the last guy that I'm going to talk about here today about uh, writing the ship trades is Jaden Reed. Um, I think you could get him cheap now that Christian Watson's back, and Christian Watson did score in the first week back on just, I think it was. 46% route participation rate. Yeah. So he's just the guy who scores touchdowns. Yeah. I think it's going to drive Jaden Reed's uh, price down enough that you could buy. And I'm looking to get in over the first month of the season. He's got 341 air yards. That's top 20. 
Um, his ADOT is top 20. He has nine red zone targets. That's the second most amongst qualified wide receivers. Um, so he's becoming a, a very light upon target for Jordan Love when it matters most uh, to get those high value targets in fantasy. He's caught, he's caught two touchdowns um, so far this year. And when you look at his unrealized air yards, um, that's a top 11 number. It's almost 200, 189 unrealized air yards. And I, I know what you guys might be saying it's, you know, obviously that might not change. Jordan Love is his quarterback from now to the rest of the season. But I do believe that Jordan Love improves a bit, gets more comfortable in this offense. Could that stabilize a bit where some of those unreal air, unrealized air yards become completed air yards? And mm, we like what we see at Jordan Reed. Um, and then you look at his schedule. He does have a bye in week six. Um, so that might actually help you buy now where a team's looking ahead to the following week and saying, listen, I can sacrifice this week. I can't use them next week. And then whatever after that, you know, blah, 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 just wipe your hands up. It's over. But if you get Jaden Reed now, and even your casual leagues, if you have to add him, I'm still looking to do so. He's got the Vegas Raiders this uh, Monday night. Uh, Vegas hasn't really presented a whole big, big list of issues when it comes to stopping opposing wide receivers. Then, like I said, they have the bye, but then when they come back from the bye week seven, they got the Broncos. They got that matchup, that soft defense will be lining up against Jaden Reed uh, and the Green Bay Packers. Uh, and then the following week, Minnesota. That's the matchup. That's going to be the matchup that you want. Minnesota is going to be the team that pushes the pace. Minnesota is going to be the shootout each and every week. Even last week when they didn't score a ton, there was a number of guys who were fantasy relevant. Madison had a good game. Uh, Jefferson had a good game. And then Kirk Cousins and TJ Hawkinson and Addison were the ones that suffered. But still, when you get 205 still hit on a dog crap game, yeah. That's what I'm saying. That's the matchup you want to exploit. Uh, so Jane Reed gets them. So if you're looking to get yourself a flex play, get yourself a, a player that can score a whole bunch of points in this upcoming four-week schedule, get Jane Reed. So uh, I'm getting in on Mr. Jaden Reed. So we got Isaiah Pacheco, Joe Burrow, Bijan Robinson, and Jaden Reed, our four targets, our four players to right the ship. And when you get these players, win a whole bunch of games, get in the playoffs and win your ship, Please come to see Jason and myself and thank us for the recommendations. But speaking of recommendations, Jason, this is this is the segment. This is the segment. This is the segment of the people. This is America's number one fantasy segment uh, on Saturday afternoon shows. And that's the bargain bit because this is where folks that check into the game plan. Uh, first of all, if you're checking us out here on Saturday afternoon, Thank you so much. I appreciate you rocking with us and player profiler. It's, yep. You guys are the best. You're the reason why we get to do all this. So thank you so much. Uh, but this is the segment where we get our hands dirty. We roll up our sleeves. We dive into the bargain bin. We might get in the, the bottom, the worst. But these are the players that we think that you can go ahead and get, whether it be a very, very cheap, cheap trade or better yet, a pickup on the waiver wire that can help you win your week five matchup. So let's start at the QB position. Jason. What's a QB in the bargain bin that our listeners need to get if they want to win week five? Yeah. Can I, 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 so, and I'm really sorry. I couldn't identify just one for any of these positions. I, I was going whoa, through. Whoa, 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 Jason. You're going to apologize to me and the listeners for giving too much information? Too many bargains. <laughs> you, you come to me on my show and overindulge. And then want to apologize? I have one for every position. You said you have more than one for the for every for, for quarterback. I mean, listen, you don't need to apologize, my friend. The Here, floor you, is yours. You tell you 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 go ahead. Well then, 
who's your quarterback? What if I like say my quarterback and then he's your quarterback? Then okay. maybe I have a couple stats that you didn't bring to the table yeah. that I can. If not, all right, all right, all right. So I'll start things off. I'll try to keep every single one brief. First off, I'll try. Jimmy <laughs> I'll try. Jimmy- but if you watch Trey Gods, you know we, <laughs> me and him cannot be brief. <laughs> Strap in. Ladies and gentlemen, there are three quarterbacks that I believe you can target in the bargain bin this weekend. I'm starting with Jimmy Garoppolo versus the Green Bay Packers. In his first three starts, he had 16 points, 9.5 points, and then 20.7 points. But we're talking about Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy who is throwing to Devontae Adams, who's throwing to Jacoby Myers, and then going against the Packers, who looked at, who made Desmond Ritter look like the franchise quarterback for the Falcons in Week 2. Jimmy Garoppolo, easily going to score you 20 points this week. Easily. Next, and I've, I'm honestly really proud of myself on this, and I hope it continues to go well. I, I haven't, on Wake and Take, yet once called Zach Wilson a bad quarterback. And I think, as we've talked about the Broncos a few times, Zach Wilson versus Denver is worth a shot. He just put up 245 yards against the Chiefs, scored two touchdowns, didn't throw an interception, had a 71% completion rating. Pretty good against the Chiefs. The Dean Spagnola defense, which usually gives some quarterbacks some fits. Zach Wilson looked good. Uh, and then Josh Dobbs versus Cincinnati. Connecting here to, you know, me thinking Joe Burrow turns things around. This could be a little bit of a shootout. Josh Dobbs has been playing really well. 25 points, 17 points, 23 points the last three weeks. Ryan Tannehill, the worst starting quarterback in the league right now, even put up 15 points against that defense. So those three quarterbacks, I think, are excellent bargain options. So uh, my, my bargain bin is one of yours. Nice. But, I, I you know, I you had three, so you had to be brief. I had one, so I was able to dive in. Yeah. So th- I think what, what I think – so if you can remember, ladies and gents, let's go back in time when we were in elementary school, the Venn diagram, a couple of circles, they interlock right there in the middle. Yeah. And this player is the player that you need to target because it was in the middle of our Venn diagram. It's Josh Dobbs. Josh Dobbs this week is QB18 on playerprofile.com. He's only rostered in about 27% of both ESPN and Sleeper League, so he's widely available in your leagues. The matchup this week, like Jason said, is a very advantageous matchup for quarterbacks. Tannehill, who's been awful, was (laughs) not awful. He was just bad for fantasy. (laughs) Uh, but we're talking about a, a 45 or oh, a 44 and a half over under. Uh, that's uh, basically middle of the road for this slate. Arizona's getting three points at home. So uh, for you degens out there that do a lot of betting, you know that means had the situation flip flop where they were in Cincinnati, this would be a six point game. This would be more of a comeback type of effort. So, you know, Vegas does believe that the Bengals are a better team. Uh, but the Bengals also are ranked 27th in play uh, PFF's coverage grade. So they're although they have good corners, they're mm-hmm. just not necessarily stopping opposing wide receivers as much as others. Uh, Josh Jobs QB 16 on the season. So even just in that quick breakdown, you're getting a bit of a value. It's QB 18 in the ranks, but QB 16 on the season. Um, and then he's scoring 16.7 fantasy points per game. But if you look at playerprofile.com, he's actually expected to have scored 21.6 fantasy points per game. So that means that he's not getting lucky that uh, regression to the mean doesn't mean 
he's going to be worse. He could pretty much stick to the same as if he keeps playing as well as he's playing. He's top 10 so far this year in true completion percentage at 76.3%. He has a, uh, a QBR of 80.8. That's also top 10 in a red zone completion percentage right around 65%. That is also top 10 in the NFL. So he's playing well uh, in, in terms of accuracy, in terms of in close to the red zone. And speaking of things that we love in fantasy, uh, being accurate in the red zone is certainly one of them, but the other might be. He's, he's got a little sneaky Konami code to him. He's got a little yeah. bit of rushing ability. Uh, he's 35.3 rushing yards per game. That's fifth in the NFL. He's got 24 carries as a quarterback. That's fifth. Uh, and Cincinnati's actually given up the fifth most rushing yards to opposing quarterbacks. Now, I know most of that does come from one guy, Lamar Jackson, the guy. But Josh yeah. Dobbs, like I said, is rushing for 35, point, uh, 35 yards a game. Um, if that could push to the you know fifty mark, talking about five bonus points on top of whatever else that happens. Yeah. So, uh, we both like Josh Dobbs. So, if you're in a bind, let's say you're you're three and one or two and two. Let's say you're zero and four and you couldn't get rid of Joe Burrow. Maybe you turn to Josh Dobbs to help you get to one and four, and then you can turn it over back to Burrow next week. Just a bunch of strategies. Anyway, Dobbins is someone in the bargain bin along with. Garoppolo and Zach Wilson that can help you win in week five. Now let's move on to the running back position position. Jason, what running back that is in the bargain bin can our listeners go ahead and pick up and help win in week five? Yeah. And I'm not going to lie. This was the most challenging one. I kept finding players at the other positions, but right now the RB area is Thin if you're looking to stream. There's a ton of options out there that you can pick up and stash and, you know, hope some injuries happen. And that's kind of the case here. I was looked, I was like, I mean, yeah, there's a lot of backups I'd like to roster, but not many I want to risk to start. I'm not quite comfortable yet with Jeff Wilson returning from IR or Keaton Mitchell returning from IR, but those are two options that are out there. The two I'm giving you, and I'll keep this first one really short, if Matt Breida or if, Sa- if Saquon Barkley is out, you can probably turn to Matt Breida for seven points and just be done with it. Or if you're feeling really risky, you can try Jarek McKinnon versus Minnesota. Uh, He hasn't done much at all this season, but he does have a two touchdown game. The other three games, not good. You wouldn't have one of them on your lineup, but if you had him for that two touchdown game, you would have been happy. And my guess is if you're diving into the bargain bin anyway, you could shoot for some upside here with McKinnon and what could be a shootout against the Vikings. I like both of those calls. Um, one being, the, if if you get a chance to get Brita, the thing about Brita that might make it tough for a lot of leagues is the Saquon team probably has Brita. That's true. They were more aggressive for a mediocre player than people who didn't have Saquon would have been. Right. Uh, but if you can get him in your league, uh, maybe the Saquon, you know, the team builder that roster Saquon believed he was going to come back because he had points projected on most platforms for most of the week. They just dropped them. They didn't care. They went back. Later, Brita, you're a bum. We don't care. Pick them back up. That's a game that has one of the highest over-unders on the week. And if it's just straight comeback mode, that that could be four catches for 32 yards. And you're talking about 7.2 plus anything that happens throughout the given game. Last week, I know it was an absolute train wreck for the Giants, but Brita had a couple nice catches down the sideline. Brita still looks like he's got some juice in the tank, so I like that call. And then, of course, Jarek McKinnon, if you're that deep in the bargain bin, is worth a shot. You're talking about the highest over-under on the week. I'm going to talk more about that game when we get to wide receiver. Uh, But, yeah, get a part of that KC-Minnesota game. When in doubt, 
go for the bazooka, go for the bonanza game, go for the yep. shootout, go for the arena football league game, uh, yep. and just hope to get lucky. That's an absolute viable strategy when you hear the bargain bin, one that I use quite often. Um, this week, for my running back, I'm actually turning to uh, the Garbaggio time play. This guy is a strictly a strict play based on uh, Vegas predicting that this his team has some garbage time, and that's Chuba Hubbard. Okay, uh, yeah, Chuba no, Hubbard no. at Detroit, running back 33. I'll play a profiler. Uh, he's rostered in 18.1 percent of ESPN leagues, 36 on sleeper. So he's pretty widely available on both platforms. Mm -hmm. uh, like I said, the matchup is the reason why I'm even sniffing around Hubbard. And if I have uh, Miles Sanders, I'm playing him. Uh, he's still getting the lion's share of the work. He seems like as long as that, uh, as long as no reports come out that that groin is a lingering issue, fire up Miles Sanders. I know a lot of people are fading him this week, but you could you could do a lot worse than Miles Sanders. But this is not Miles Sanders talk. This is the bargain bin. This is Chuba Hubbard, Panthers. Shout out. DJ Moore and the Panthers. I got two DJ Moore jerseys now, just so uh, our listeners know that. For you got sure. the Bears one? I got the Bears one. When I was in Chicago, I had to get the Bears one. Um, but <laughs> the matchup is why Chuba Hubbard is a viable option for me because Carolina is getting nine points. Uh, that's the second biggest um, underdog on the entire Saturday uh, Sunday slate. And the game itself has a 45-point over-under. That's sixth of 14 matchups. So it's on the other side of mid, which is good. Vegas, you know, is projecting points for this yeah. matchup, um, and so if there's points being scored, and Carolina is having to play comeback mode indoors in Detroit um, with a defensive line that's been nasty and cornerbacks that have been nasty, there could be a lot of dump offs. Um, and if we can go back in time to Week Two in New Orleans, Trooper Hubbard was on the field for the garbage time of garbage time drives. Yeah. Um, and that led to him scoring double-digit fantasy points basically in one drive. Um, and that's what we're hoping for here. Um, but when you look at his production profile, even, even of itself, he's been pretty good um, for the Panthers. Yeah. He's got 50-plus total yards in three or four games. He has seven or more fantasy points in three or four games. And if we're in the bargain bin, seven or eight fantasy points, you'll take it. You'll take, you'll take it. it. You'll at take the it. RB2 spot, you'll take it. Uh, well, is he a, a weak winner? potentially, but probably not. But we're in the bargain bin. This is your piece of the puzzle to help you win your week when you need it most. And, uh, you know, like I said, Hubbard's been, he's been elusive. He's been yeah. pretty effective. He's got pretty decent uh, efficiencies. He's he's juking in the jiving for the Carolina Panthers. He's got a 4.24 yards created per touch uh, and a 27% juke rate. So um, he doesn't necessarily need to be the bell cow. Like I said, I think Miles Sanders is that guy. But in some garbage time at the end, you could come away with anywhere from eight to 12 fantasy points and be like, oh, and if he falls in the end zone in garbage time, now you're like, oh, yeah. 14 fantasy points from Chuba Hubbard, the guy I picked up because he's only rostered in 20% of my ESPN leagues. Let's go, baby. So that's like why that. Chuba Hubbard is my uh, bargain bin running back. Uh, let's move on to wide receiver. Jason, what's your wide receiver that folks can find in the bargain bin to help them win in week five? Just real quick, sorry to add to Chuba. I, I just like it really as a season-long stash. I mean, I'm not a big Miles Sanders guy, and I do think that this offense will get better as the year progresses. So I like the idea of getting Chuba Hubbard now uh, because, I mean, we already saw him out or get the same amount of touches as Miles Sanders last week. So mm -hmm. good call. Great call. For wide receiver, again, couldn't choose one. Starting with, well, starting with the reasoning, both of these are game scripts, right? When you're looking at wide receivers in the bargain bin, you're attaching yourself to high-scoring games. 
I've got Zay Jones versus the Buffalo Bills. He should be returning from injury this week. And we saw in week one, he had 14 points. And in week two, he had zero points, but but he did have six targets. But overall, that was just a terrible day for Jacksonville, the whole Jaguars offense as a whole. So I do believe you can write it off. And against Buffalo, the one of the best offenses in the league right now, they're the number one team in the AFC in point differential. The Jaguars are going to have to put up some points. And Zay Jones is a trusted weapon of Trevor Lawrence. You can get him pretty much everywhere. I think you could fire up Zay Jones. And I also think you could fire up Wandale Robinson versus the Miami Dolphins. Wandale Robinson the last two weeks has had five-plus targets. And he had, I believe it was 10 targets in a game last year, maybe even a couple games. He was being fed before he tore his ACL. Was yeah, extremely was. hyped. I remember that time. I remember like trades going for like Keenan Allen with Wando Robinson involved. So I, I think that eventually he'll get ramped up even more. And in a game against the Dolphins where the Giants are all, I mean, it's they're playing catch up in every damn game, but they'll definitely be playing catch up. Against <laughs> yeah, <the Dolphins>. yeah. <laughs> so I think Wando Robinson, maybe, but I do probably prefer Zay Jones in this scenario. But I think Wando's good because it's also a little bit of a season long play. I love the Wandell call because I think we could be looking up and uh, the game be way out of hand. Miami's, yeah. you know, really bouncing back after a loss to Buffalo. And they're just really just like pedal to the metal. And you're just like, oh, screw this game. I don't need to watch it anymore. Or even Red Zone doesn't go back to it. And then you look at the box score and you go, Wandell Robinson had 13 targets in this game? Yeah. yeah. He caught like, nine of them for 92 yards? Like, yeah. okay. Like, like screen after screen after screen just after screen. Dump off the, the the cornerbacks are just playing off. They don't care. It's just dunk 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 field goal. Dunk 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 dunk. You know, it's just I could I so I really do love that Wanda Robinson. I think the, the volume was there last week in yep. uh, a shit show of a game against the 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 Seahawks where um in whether it be a, a you know a slugfest, a back and forth punch for punch type of affair with the Dolphins or a straight comeback effort. It's all the same to us. It's all the yep. same to us if we see 13 targets, 10 targets, 8 targets go to Wanda Robinson. So love that call. Uh, my wide receiver here in the bargain bin is Rashi Rice. Uh, the Chiefs take on the Minnesota Vikings this weekend. Uh, we got him at wide receiver 45 on player profiler. I told you I was going to talk about this matchup, and here we go. This is the matchup that you want to tag, you know, to go bargain bin shopping on you pick McKinnon for this reason. I'm picking Rashi. So it's kind of in this, you know, we're we're thinking the same. We're just using two different players to get there. Mm-hmm. Rashi Rice, there's a massive discrepancy between sleeper and ESPN. So in sleeper, he's rostered in 47% of leagues. So he's just about halfway rostered. So you're gonna have to uh hope he's there a little bit more. Whereas in ESPN, he's only rostered in 15% of leagues, so he's widely available on ESPN, so you can grab him. Uh, there easily and put him in your flex. Five plus targets in three or four contests. Uh, he's got 75 yards after catch. That's actually 27th in the NFL, Not bad. which is pretty good considering his volume really hasn't been there. Uh, he's 2.55 yards per out run. That's 13th. Again, that'll probably stabilize and fall as he gets more targets, but that's okay. That's just showing that what they've given him, he's been successful with, and that's what you want out of a rookie like Rashi Rice. And on top of that, he hasn't got a lot of volume. He's got five red zone targets. That's top 12 in the NFL. So Mahomes is okay looking his way when it matters most looking for pay dirt. So I, I like that 
in this type of matchup. Uh, and speaking of the matchup, this is the shootout game of the week. We both talked about it. It's a 53 over under. It's Vegas' highest implied total for this game. It's the highest over under mark on the slate. Uh, so we're expecting points here. Uh, however it comes, doesn't matter. I expect there to be a lot of fantasy points to go around here on Sunday at 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, the Chiefs are minus 5.5, uh, which is borderline. Blowout in terms of the expectation from Vegas, uh, but because it's under a touchdown, I know it's because in Minnesota that it's under touchdown, but it is what it is. I think that it's going to be close enough where it's going to be more of a back-and-forth barn burner as opposed to yeah. just straight garbage time catch-up for Minnesota, which is great for a guy like Rashi Rice. Uh, and Minnesota is giving up the third most receiving yards to wide receivers, so they're prone to being attacked out on the outside. Uh, they've also given up five receiving touchdowns, which is tied for second. Um, there's a whole lot of teams that's given up six, so it's kind of, uh, cut, you know, just kind of cutting. What do they? What do they say? Uh, what do they say when you you being nitpicky? I'm picking at nits. I'm picking at nips here. I'm just nit, being nitpicky. I'm picking at nits there here. So I'm picking at nits here. I'm getting nitpicky, but still <laughs> tied for second. It, 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 they've given up a lot of touchdowns, and Rashi Rice is projected to face two cornerbacks because they don't shadow in Minnesota. Uh, yeah. I think uh, Evans. Uh, Shadows the most at like 38%. So there's not going to be a big shadowing going on. He's going to see a lot of a Caleb Evans and Byron Murphy. And both of those cornerbacks are outside of my top 30 for week five. And why that's significant is because Seattle, Cleveland, Tampa, they're all on buys. Uh, the Chargers who have Samuel. Uh, those are, I mean, we're talking about 10 or so cornerbacks that are out of my ranking. So, uh, as much as they're just outside the top 30, they could have been at outside of my top 40 Yeah, a week from now. So these are not good cornerbacks. They have not been playing well. So Rashi Rice, who seems to be the number one pass catcher uh, for wide receivers on the, the Kansas City Chiefs, that's going to be my pick. So uh, a Rashi Rice along with Zay Jones and also the guy that I like the most, Wondell Robinson. I love nice. that Wondell call. I love that Wondell call. I, I literally – I could see, I could see eight catches on twelve targets, nine catches yeah. on thirty. I could see that. I could just see it in yeah. my mind's eye. So, uh, but now we're gonna move on to tight end, Jason. And Jason, listen to me. You listening? Yeah. Tight end is the most important position that we talk about in the bargain bin because it's so relevant for so many fantasy gamers. Where a lot of tight end streamers are out there, and it's not even desperation. A lot of these plays, receivers, running backs, quarterbacks—they're more for desperation injury replacements. Right. Tight ends might be just—you might be four and zero. Churning out different tight ends. That's why yeah. the bargain bin tight ends are the most important. So who do you got here? Who's a tight end that if you're streaming or you're looking for an injury replacement, you're looking for someone better, whatever. Who's yeah. your tight end in the bargain bin? Yeah, my tight ends. <laughs> I couldn't do it. Oh, it's, I've got three here, three tight ends here. Three? So, yes, three tight ends that I think you can target this week. I'll start with the quick one. Irv Smith, if T. Higgins is out, we've seen nothing. He's out. T. Higgins is going to be out. So well, I he's saw not that officially out, but he's going to be out. Yeah, yeah. So Irv Smith, I think, could be an interesting target. He has done nothing this year, so I've got no stats to back it up. He's done nothing his entire career, in fact. Um, so really nothing there. However, we have seen fantasy performances from Hayden Hurst on the Bengals. Going back to CJ Uzoma, it's a position on that team that is schemed open 
and targeted in games that are especially close. And as we've seen this Cardinals team, they've been keeping games close. So I could see Irv Smith getting three, four targets this week, especially if Higgins is out. And that's the Bengals targets we're talking about. Yeah. But some other ones here, as I've talked about Zach Wilson attacking that Denver game, Tyler Conklin has quietly been one of the most targeted, if not Zach Wilson's favorite target uh, right now. It has been surprising to me how many times Conklin is getting the ball. He's been targeted five or more times in the past three games with Zach Wilson. And Zach Wilson doesn't throw the ball a lot. So, I mean, we're we're talking about a pretty decent uh, target share for him. Mm -hmm. And I think that'll continue. And as we've talked about, this Denver team, you always want to attack. So maybe even get cute with it, guys. Maybe go for the Tyler Conklin, Zach Wilson bargain bin stack and see what happens. And lastly, as you said... We are attacking the same games here. Great minds think alike. (laughs) There's some garbage time potential in the Carolina-Detroit game, and the Detroit Lions are giving up the third most points right now. Two tight ends. Hayden Hurst, I think, could have a little bit of a bounce back here. He's only had three targets in each of the last three games, but in week one, he did have seven targets and score a touchdown. So Hayden Hurst, I think, could be an interesting player to look at this week. You know what's funny is when you've you've had multiple guys, which I, again, you don't have to apologize. More information <laughs> to help our listeners, our planners here at the game plan win, the better. Yeah. But you had three quarterbacks. It wasn't until your third quarterback where you picked the guy that I picked. <laughs> you had three tight ends, and it wasn't until, until your third tight end where you picked my guy. Again, yeah. Hayden Hurst. There's a yeah. reason why I'm wearing the Panthers jersey. Also, yep. shout out DJ Moore. Obviously, he's my guy. Yeah. Shout out DJ Moore. Great game. Yep. But also, I had two Panthers on my bargain bin list. Yeah. And the other one's Hayden Hurst. And yeah. most of it was exactly what you touched upon. The comeback effort. Uh, you know, I went over the game totals uh, when I talked about Chuba Hubbard. Mm. But um, if you're tuning in late, get here on time, first of all. But also, let me go over it again. Carolina's getting nine points. That's the second most total. Over under 45 is on the better half of uh the slate so that's good and like you said detroit has been bad against tight ends you said they give up the third most fantasy points right yeah yeah and and you're right there and a lot of that has come because they've given up the most receiving yards to tight ends on the season (laughs) there you go but you know what really kind of is going to get you to go hmm the thing that's going to make you go oh i didn't think of that they played the chiefs so you're like oh yeah kelsey no 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 yeah, no. He no, didn't play no, in that no. game. No, he didn't. <laughs> so they've given up the most receiving yards to opposing tight ends, yet the time they played the Chiefs, yeah. Kelsey was on the sideline. So it's not like, you know, yeah. small sample size where they just got, you know, bludgeoned one week by the best tight end in football. No. You know, this has yeah. been a pretty consistent slow burn no, I mean, over, the, over to, the course of the, the season. Sorry to bring it even more home. The Seahawks, Noah Fant, the Falcons, Kyle Pitts. I don't, I don't even remember who they played last week. It was – a good game though. <laughs> the, the Packers. Lions. The pa- yeah, sorry, the Packers and uh right. Luke Musgrave had a concussion. Yeah, he scored one fantasy point. DeGuerra had I think yes. seven, and then um Kraft, I think, had two. So that's a double digit fantasy point game for if it was one tight end. Uh they so that could be Hayden Hurst. And he's widely wow. available now after wow. you know weeks two, three, and four were not good for him. Uh, you mentioned a good week one. Matter of fact, he was actually a top five finisher. He was the tight end two 
uh, in week one when he got those seven targets that you mentioned. Uh, but he's only rostered in 10% of ESPN leagues, 15% on sleepers. So he's widely, widely available. He's running a ton of routes. So sometimes where you're really desperate or you're in the tight end position where we're all desperate, if you don't have Kelsey or Andrews or Hawkinson or one of those guys, is you're looking for guys on the field. And Hayden Hurst on the field. He has the 10th most routes run at tight end. So he's nice. going to be on that field. That's what that's what we're looking for. Guy who's playing. And he's also sixth in tight end red zone targets, which is also a good sign. Um, a touchdown from a tight end makes your week. I mean, you could finish legitimately tight end eight in the week for one catch for a touchdown. That's that's literally how fickle it gets at this position. I mean, and the last thing I'll say about uh, Hayden Hurst being a bargain bin play for the two of us is that there are reports coming out of uh, the Carolina Panthers uh, circle, whatever you want to call it. Their beat writers are echoing that uh, there's some there's a desire, there's an urgency there to get the tight ends involved. Where Frank Reich loved the tight end group going into the season. Uh, so he wants to get those tight ends more involved, namely the guy that they paid $21 million to, Hayden Hurst. Yeah. So that's, I think, a get-right game here for Hayden Hurst where it could be in a comeback effort, a shootout effort, whatever it ends up happening. Uh, maybe this is the, the Bryce Young, ooh, this kid's got a little something-something game. Maybe this is the week. Uh, but, yeah, Hayden Hurst, get Hayden Hurst. So let's go back through the bargain bin. If I forget one of your guys, feel free to chime in, but we both like Dobbs. Uh, but you also said Zach Wilson and Jimmy Garoppolo are viable options. Uh, I, I'm bringing Chuba Hubbard. Um, you liked a number of running backs. Who are your running backs? I'm already drawing a blank. Uh, uh, Matt Breida and Jarek McKinnon. Jarek McKinnon. I, I like Jarek McKinnon there. Uh, and then at wide receiver, you have Zay Jones, my favorite of the group, Wandell Robinson, and then I had Rashi Rice. And then we both like Hayden Hurst. But Tyler Conklin against the Broncos is going to be – an option right there. And then your last tight end was? Uh, it was Irv Smith, maybe. Irv, Irv Smith. No, yeah, without T. Higgins, there are some vacated targets. I mean, T. Higgins hasn't been great. But he's been getting peppered. I mean, he has yeah. not been. The hands have not been a great for T. Higgins this year. Uh, but we have been, whether it be trade guards or the game plan. Uh, thank you, Jason, yep. so much. That's going to be the end of the episode. Uh, we've gone through the bargain bin. We've given those players that they can trade for to write the ship. Uh, but before we go, feel free, let all the planners listening know where they can get you on social, where they can get all your work. Just go ahead and just promote yourself, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Saturday, so you guys can't see me again until, well, actually you can tune in tomorrow on the Instagram Starts It live stream, maybe the TikTok one as well. That'll be 11 a.m. on TikTok, 11.30 a.m. on Instagram, doing some little starts at questions and then of course wake and take monday through friday 10 a.m you guys know where to find me my personal twitter is at j football line we'll have trade gods back next week wednesday night and then just follow the player profile or social media channels that's me that's jc's killing it uh you can follow me on x i'm at maddie keywoom all my articles come out playerprofiler.com this weekend the trade gods buy sell article will be live along with the uh video version so mm-hmm. stay tuned for that Trade Gods will be back next week, like Jason alluded to. Game plan each and every Saturday. Check out The Hurdle with me and Cody Carpentier over at the Executives of Fantasy Football YouTube channel. Uh, and if you just can't get enough of your boy, you can go to patreon.com slash the executives. We've got a whole lot of content coming from there as well. So you could do all that. But most importantly, 
Make sure you are subscribed to the Player Profiler YouTube channel. Uh, and make sure you like this video. Leave a comment. If you got a question for week five, me or Jason will absolutely answer it. So make sure you leave all your comments right here on the YouTube channel. Thank you guys so much for listening and checking in with me and Jason. So keep game planning, my friends. And I'll talk to you next week. Peace.